Hoosiers. And welcome back. It's a new semester and we're your new Posted hosts. I'm Alex Hardgrave. And I'm Allie Melnick. And you're listening to Posted, a podcast by the Indiana Daily Student. Today we'll be recapping some of the top news stories from the week of January 13th. And later on, we'll go in depth with reporter Gracie Barra on a story about IU's first form of athletic competition, the brawl. But first, here's some of this week's top stories. 21-year-old Alika Kopaneni pleaded not guilty to 10 felony counts of arson that occurred on campus, including the December 3rd fire in Hodge Hall and the December 5th fire in the psychology building. A pretrial conference is scheduled for February 6th, and the jury trial is scheduled for May 18th. People can now order food on the Grubhub app for pickup at Campus Cafe and the Library and Union Street C-Store, among others. On the first day of the partnership, Grubhub got 154 orders. It is an effort by IU Dining to increase efficiency and allow students to avoid lines. iBucks can be used on the Grubhub app as well. We could soon be seeing a delivery option too if Grubhub sees a demand for it. The IU women's basketball team lost twice this week, first to the unranked Iowa Hawkeyes in double overtime with the final score being 91-85, then to the Northwestern Wildcats also in overtime at 71-69. Iowa was IU's first loss this season in Big Ten play and led to the team's ranking dropping from 12 to 15 in the AP poll. The Hoosiers will take on Maryland next this upcoming Monday. IU men's basketball lost to Rutgers 59-50 Wednesday night. The Hoosiers' 50 points were their lowest output of the season. They are now 13-4 for the season and 3-3 in the Big Ten. Rutgers' biggest lead of the game was 17 points, and they held the lead for 36 of the 40 minutes. IU will remain on the road for its game next week against Nebraska Saturday. Instead of just watching The Bachelor, why not experience it live? The Bachelor Live on stage is coming April 21st to Indianapolis and will feature one eligible local bachelor and multiple women vying for his heart in the final rows. The show will be emceed by IU alumnus and former bachelor Ben Higgins, as well as former bachelorette Becca Kerfin. Tickets and the application can be found on the Butler Arts Center website. The ongoing mold issue at IU has a new interesting development as of Thursday. Residents from several residence halls are part of a lawsuit against IU after a judge ruled the case will proceed with class action status. The students could receive compensation for the mold found in their dorms last year, depending on the result of this suit. In April, the IDS reported that the university's lawyers claimed in court documents that IU had no contractual obligation to keep its residence halls clean. And now, we'd like to welcome sports editor and reporter Gracie Barra to talk to us about her story over brawls. Hi. Hey, how's it going? It's going great. How are you? Good. (laughs) So, we really liked this story this week. I think it was just something really fun and unusual. Yeah. Yeah. Just different. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, no one thinks that IU has a fight club ever (laughs) in their history. Yeah. So, can you first tell us how you, like, found out about this? Where did this come from? So with the bicentennial coming up, I was just kind of curious about what the first sport at IU was. And I was expecting it to maybe be baseball or basketball. So I went into the archives website, and to my surprise, baseball wasn't introduced until, I think, 1867, which is the late 19th century. So until that point, I was like, what were they doing? And I found out that the first form of sort of athletic competition at IU was called Class Scraps, which was basically just an all-out brawl. And they participated in these intramurals for almost a century, even while those organized forms of sports were being introduced to the university. Okay, so can you tell us, like, a little bit about what a brawl is? What did they do? 
Yeah, so there were a lot of different types of activities that went into these events. They were pretty big organized events, and um, I think the history behind it's really important. So sophomores at IU at the time were required to read Horace in Latin and apparently did not like Latin. So when they finished the class, they decided to burn their books. And one year, the freshmen were like, going to put a stop to it, and they wanted to prevent the sophomores from burning their books so a fight ensued, <laughs> resulting in the first annual class scrap, which became known as the Burning of Horus. And then this tradition sort of evolved into a more organized all-out brawl, and they would send challenges, and it was between freshman and sophomore classes. And um, there were a lot of different activities that ended up going into these brawls, such as Capture the Flag, which is um, up in where they would put a flag, their class flag, up in a tree. And then the entire class would defend it against, like, the other classes. But that involved a lot of violence. And that (laughs) violence often resulted in lost teeth, broken bones, and a lot of broken university property. (laughs) So Interesting. Like, with all the violence, and you said it becomes kind of an annual thing, why why do you think they decide to do this willingly? Just Was that ever, like elaborated on because it seems like I, I don't know about you I have a fear of losing my teeth or breaking them <laughs> I wouldn't want that to happen yeah I would um not have participated in one of these no so absolutely I, not. yeah but why yeah. why would they I definitely wouldn't have participated in them but um I read that they speculated that they participated in them because of sort of their background so a lot of people that were coming to IU at this time were from a rural country area And they said it sort of involved drinking, like the farm life that they came from. That was a little bit more gritty than what I guess we would experience now growing up in the setting and um, climate that we did. But that was one of the main reasons that they thought that people um, willingly got involved in these violent fights. So you also said that it lasted for a century even as sports were introduced. Was it just like the camaraderie and the tradition that kept it going? Or were people just wanting to keep having brawls and keep fighting each other? (laughs) I think a little bit of both. Um, They probably would have continued for even longer had the 10th president of the university not made such great efforts to stop it. They told me at the archives that they found a lot of things in his file where he had written letters to the student body that were like, you need to stop. (laughs) These need to stop. And that was in collaboration with the faculty. He was able to really get those to die out around the end of the 1920s. And um, then they were able to focus on, you know, baseball, basketball, football that had been introduced in that time. But yeah, no, the university was not happy with the violence. And then they were not happy with the damage that was done to their property. So they really wanted to get that out of the image. Were there any famous like landmarks on campus that you heard about that got damaged specifically? I didn't hear about anything specific, um, but these brawls typically took pra- place in the Old Crescent area over by like Kirkwood Hall and then in Dunn's Woods, which is where they would probably hide the flags, and in Jordan Field, which doesn't exist anymore, but is where the IMU parking lot now is. So those are just okay. to give yourself a little bit of orientation of where these were actually taking place. Like, you probably are walking through Dunn's Woods, and at some point, someone 
in the 19th century probably hung a class flag up there and fought a bunch of people so that they wouldn't take it. <laughs> That's what I think of now when I walk through it. All right. Great. Well, thank you for talking to us today. Yeah, thank you guys so much for having me. To read her full story and the ones mentioned earlier, visit idsnews.com. Tune in next week as we take a look at the events of the IU Bicentennial, including the first ringing of the Mets' Carillon bells that were recently installed in a new tower in the Arboretum. Thank you for listening, and until next time. I'm Allie. I'm Alex. And this has been Posted. Hosted by the gals with the mostest. <laughs>